Welcome to this uh, live webinar from uh, Proact Partnership, where we're today considering whether expats should own property individually in the UK for rental purposes. So it, it, it's a very narrow area that we're looking at. And we're looking at it partly because there's been many changes in, in circumstances over, over the last uh, few years with property rental in the UK. So before, it, it was a, a very tax efficient investment for expats living and working abroad. Now, it, it, it's much more um, uh, intricate and complicated, uh, not least because of money laundering rules around about um, despots and uh, Russian oligarchs owning a property in, in London. But it's not only them, um, Chinese, Singapore, Hong Kong, um, people from all around the world are able to uh, invest in markets around the world. And it, it, it's a vibrant place. And it, the UK have chosen in, in the last few years to change the regulation so that all property, rental, income and capital gains is all taxed as a, as a fixed income in the UK. So before um, an expat could uh, defer liability uh, to uh, income or gains uh, around the world, that's not possible anymore. So there's real issues to consider how much tax you want to pay uh, for your holding. Uh, as the changes started coming in in 2015, um, holding the, the, the property through uh, uh, the, the property rental through uh, a company could have been a much more cost-effective way uh, of operating the, the business. But that uh, situation uh, has been changed over the years with changes that have been applied right up until April 21 that have altered the impact and the, and the ability of us to uh, complete uh, a transaction without some tax payment from a, a particular individual. So let's look at the different circumstances whereby expats can own property and, and it to be tax efficient. Um, if an expat owns property individually and that property rental income is below 12 and a half thousand, then there's a very, very clear situation is that that can be used for their personal allowance. Um, if the property is held in joint names, then there's two personal allowances. Again, I'm using round figures. So it's around about 12,500 each that they could have as a, as a property rental income uh, without paying any UK tax. So for an expat who's got their business abroad or they've got a pension that's taxed in another tax residence or income that's earned in another tax residence, um, that there is potentially uh, a use of the personal allowance in the UK of 12,500 against that property rental income each. So an expat uh, that owns a property jointly goes to live abroad, has got that opportunity to share that rental income up to 25,000 a year without paying income tax in the UK. They may have to pay tax in their country of residence, but it, as a tax uh, efficient investment in the UK, it, it, on the face of it, it looks quite good. 
one of the negatives that's been introduced is that a, a you, uh, um, you, you cannot get relief uh, from that uh, of any mortgage interest. So if you've got that property purchased on buy to let, that mortgage interest relief cannot be offset uh, against the 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 uh, the, um, the earnings uh, that are from the property rental income. You can get a tax credit, but that means you've got to have taxable income in the UK to, to get the benefit of that credit. So you won't the tax credit won't give you a rebate, but it, it will give you a tax credit. So if you have got taxable income in the UK of uh, £15,000 and you've got 2500 tax credit from your mortgage interest relief, then uh, you could earn £15,000 uh, from a buy-to-let property investment with the tax credit being offset against that uh, £12,500. So again, that's about working out to see if that individual property business ownership works for you. Um, having said that, um, when you rent that property out, you're also giving up as an expat any right to any capital gains tax relief. So there's still an own or main residence uh, exemption in the UK uh, for property against capital gains tax. So capital gains tax in the UK on property sales, uh, residential property sales, have increased quite dramatically. So it's 18 or 28%. And that applies uh, for any uh, residential property sale that is not your main residence in the UK uh, during your lifetime. Uh, we'll talk about death later. The... Uh, so as soon as you're renting that property out, you've got that liability to capital gains. Everything was reset um, between uh, 2015 and, and, and 2019, depending on whether it's commercial or residential uh, let. Uh, but so that it, it's a, a straight price increase from those dates. There's no indexing. So any, any uh, capital appreciation is taxed uh, so if you've owned a property from 2015, residential property and it's sold, the, the, the gain is, is the gain. And, and that is taxed at 18 or 28%, depending on whether you're a, a basic or high rate taxpayer in the UK. So suddenly that there is this big capital gains tax liability uh, in the UK. If an expat keeps their property empty, then there's a special step that they need to take to make sure that it can still claim that uh, a capital gains tax exemption as own or main residence. Uh, staying in that property would be a tie. Uh, so when you nominate that the property as your main residence to get the capital gains tax relief, you then at the same time get uh, an option whereby you, you, you're nominating it and you're saying that you, you've got a tie in the UK because you're living in that property at least one day one day a year. So, uh, and, and increasing your interest in the UK as well. So uh, keeping the property with the, the personal tax, uh, main residence capital gains tax relief uh, saves that tax but gives you ties into the UK. 
Um, these are issues that are different for each family in each circumstance. So if you need more help and guidance on that, contact us at, at productpartnership.com. Uh, uh, you can either message us through our uh, client account. Uh, if you're not registered already with a product online live chat client account, uh, you can register, it's free and subscribe if you want additional services. As a retained client, you can get access to advice online and consultant reviews through the year at productpartnership.com. So there are issues around owner and maintaining main residence capital gains tax relief. Uh, otherwise, all residential property in the UK is going to be liable to uh, eight, uh, 18 or 28% on sale. So if an expat leaves a property where it was their main residence, goes abroad and then rents it out, that is then accruing a capital gains tax liability going forward. Um, and the property rental income is also, it is subject to income tax. So if your income as an expat in the UK goes up above the, the the, the tax bans, you could pay a higher rate of tax. So while the basic rate of tax in the UK is 20%, if your total income in the UK goes over 50,000, then you've got a potential liability to a higher rate tax of 40%. And that's where you might consider using a, a, a company for your property rental business instead. Um, have in mind, that there's an added complication for expats in that uh, under the revised uh, double taxation treaties coming into force uh, uh, and gradually being updated, including Cyprus from 23, 24 and beyond, um, government service pensions, that's military, civil service, government, uh, any, any government body pension, uh, it is going to be taxed at source in the UK. This is similar to the situation that happens with um, uh, income from USA or Canada, for example, but this is now the same for the UK. So if you've got a, a government service pension, that is taxed at source. Now, the good news under the Double Taxation Treaty is that you could have a government service pension of £50,000 in the UK. It, it will be taxed in the UK. It doesn't need to be declared on your expat tax residence. So a, a Cyprus tax resident could have their their um, government service pension taxed in the UK um, and pay tax in the UK on that income um, and still have personal allowance and, and additional incomes to earn in Cyprus. Uh, so it, it can that can work as a positive. Where to work as a negative for expats living and working abroad, it needs some contemplation. So if your government service pension is going to be taxed in the UK and you've got personal property rental income, your, your 12,500 personal allowance um, is already eaten up by your property rental or is it going to be eaten up by your pension? So suddenly with uh, 12,500 pension and 5,000 uh, property rental income, you, you're becoming a taxpayer. You might get an advantage to be able to use your buy-to-let mortgage uh, as a tax credit then, but it will bring expats with property rental uh, 
uh, personal property rental portfolios and government service pensions into the UK tax net, back into the UK tax net. And, and that's something that's unavoidable because the uh, property rental income, the property capital gains tax liability uh, and the, uh, uh, the, the government service pension are all deemed to be fixed incomes uh, taxable in the UK, even for expats living and working abroad and for expats who are investing into the UK for that property rental income. So um, it's become more expensive for an individual to own property in the UK. Uh, capital gains tax can be avoided. There's a very effective way of avoiding capital gains tax 100% die. Uh, because when you die, um, capital gains tax becomes inheritance tax, but that's 40%. So UK expats, as it's been discussed recently with Ricky Shunak and his wife, if you're non-DOM, uh, then you don't have a, a, a worldwide liability to inheritance tax. If you're domiciled in the UK, you have a worldwide liability to all your taxes uh, uh, around the world, all inheritance taxes on death. Now, if you're non-DOM, because you're an expat that's come to the UK and you've been living and working um, abroad in the UK, but you, you, you're still domiciled in another country, be that India uh, or, or, or Cyprus or another jurisdiction, uh, you can be tax resident for all your income in the UK, but you're not necessarily domiciled in the UK. So even if you were to die in the UK, you'd still only pay UK inheritance tax on your UK assets. Even if an expat is living in Australia, if they've got assets in the UK on death, property rental assets on death, there's a potential inheritance tax liability to those. So... Um, Roman Abramovich uh, potentially got a £200 million property in London. Uh, when that's sold, that's got a 28% capital gains tax liability. If he were to die, he'd have a 40% inheritance tax liability on that property in the UK. So that's the potential uh, trap that you, you cannot dispose of this property uh, easily without getting a, a, a tax liability. The, the, there are other taxes on property rental income as well, and some of those are not for this for this uh, webinar. So there are local property taxes. They're similar for company or individual. We're looking at the difference between a company and an individual status here in, in this regime. And one of the areas that, that, that is different is stamp duty. Uh, now, the, there's no stamp duty when the purchase price is below £125,000 in the UK, but the average property price in the UK is £250,000. And many properties um, in, in big uh, uh, urban areas can easily be half a million or a million. Stamp duty to purchase a property um, of a million in the UK is, is 10%. Um, but since April 21, expats buying property in the UK get an additional 2% surcharge. Um, so a, an individual buying property in, in the UK uh, from uh, who is an expat, not resident to the UK, will pay an additional 2% stamp duty, whatever the situation. 
So um, stamp duty, even buying a property of £125,000 or less, will still be 2% 2, 2 for an expat, and it could be as much as 14% uh, as uh, of the purchase price. So for a million pound property, uh, you know, so for a million and a half property, 14% uh, of that is a potential tax liability. For a million, it's 12%. That's 120,000 as a tax when you buy the property. So to buy that million pound property in the UK with the stamp duty is 120,000. So the, the, the price goes up quite a lot. And we're, we're comparing here the cost, the um, company, the individual. If you already own, if you own the, so what we said so far, let me recap. If you're an individual and you've got a small portfolio of a few properties, uh, keep the arrangement that you've got, but you have got a tax return liability and you have got tax to pay. And that there's some planning to be done uh, to maintain that arrangement. If you've got a bigger portfolio, then you've got a, an increased capital gains liability. You cannot avoid that capital gains liability um, uh, for that. Expats buying into property uh, in the UK get an additional 2% stamp duty in addition to the, the, the rate for residential property for individuals of up to 12%, depending upon the amount. So you're going to pay at least 2% as an expat and maybe maybe 14%. So how does that differ with a company? It, the first thing to consider is that if you've got a personal property portfolio uh, and you want to transfer it into uh, a company, the, the transfer is treated as, as uh, a, a full transfer. So there's capital gains and stamp duty to pay. Uh, so there'll be a capital gains tax assessment. So if you if you have got uh, a property as an expat, that, that, for example, that's been your own or main residence, that's exempt and you sell it to, to a company, you can be exempt from the capital gains tax, but you'll have a stamp duty transaction for the company to buy that. Okay. If you've got a property rental portfolio already, there will be capital gains tax to pay up to 28%. Uh, on that um, and then the, the only way to get an exemption is by staggering the reliefs maybe over a few years um, companies have to pay stamp duty as well and the default rate of stamp duty for a company purchasing residential property uh, in the UK is 15% now there are exemptions so if you've got a property portfolio you can be exempt from that uh, if it's commercial use, generally you're exempt for that. But overseas property investors uh, that are just buying up property uh, uh, as long-term investments will pay up to 15% capital gains tax uh, in the UK default. The, the default rate and um, the minimum rate for, for stamp duty uh, for uh, UK companies, for companies to buy UK property is 3%. So it, it is a bit lower than, than as an individual, um, that 3% that flat rate. But again, an expat company or an expat beneficial owner will pay a, a surcharge of 2% on that. So expats using companies to buy uh, a property in the UK could pay 5% to buy that property. 
Um, so if you're living and working abroad and you relocate overseas um, and you move your property into a portfolio which is corporate-based, there are some potentially lower stamp duties on that transfer and there are ways to get some exemptions on the capital gains if you already own that. Um, as long as you're putting the property, the residential property, to into a, a property rental business, you can avoid uh, those, those capital gains taxes. The big win with uh, owning a property with a company, and we'll look at owning it with a UK company for simplicity purposes, is that corporation tax on, on small companies uh, in the UK, it's 19%. So 19% is, is, is below the 20% basic rate tax and, um, and it's a flat rate. Uh, so if you earn 150,000 or more in the UK uh, from your pension, your fixed incomes in the UK, your, your uh, income tax rate is 45%. If you earn more than 50,000 uh, from your income in the UK, you're paying 40%. So you can half the, 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 the income tax, whether you call it a corporation tax or income tax, you know, the tax on income each year um, to, to, um, about by using a corporation. So that's a potentially big saving. So buying new property through a company it, it is potentially a lower uh, stamp duty and it's a lower uh, uh, long-term tax rate unless you, you've got an individual holding it, it, it would be the way to, to see that local property taxes will be similar so if you're going to set up a, a, a UK property rental business there's an opportunity to pay long long-term lower tax rates uh, for for individuals uh, that, that are living and working abroad and investing from overseas um, the maths on that is quite complicated. Um, at ProAct, we use family trusts to help protect uh, capital from inheritance tax. Uh, if, if a family owns uh, a property rental company, uh, the shares and, and the underlying asset value of those companies is also subject to inheritance tax on death. Otherwise, when the property, the company sells a property, capital gains is just taxed as corporation tax at 19%. So, um, with a with a trust, if if the if a UK property is held in trust, it's a similar tax to rate to as the individual, whether that be corporation tax or 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 income tax. So there's no real saving, but there is a potential saving by gifting using in inheritance tax uh, to save inheritance tax. So the capital gains tax uh, can be paid at a 19% rate as corporation tax, up to 28% on a personal basis or 40% on death. So by, by gifting and protecting and using companies and trusts, you can reduce that amount down uh, and, and make sure that the gifts go to the family and, and save the family tax uh, on death, uh, as well as the cost and delay of probate. So it's an interesting situation that varies depending upon what your property portfolio is and how that, that stacks up. And, and this is the area to, to work on with that. 
So with the changes of um, what, what we need to look at when we talk to our clients is, is what, the, what the portfolio of income and capital and investments that you've got. What is your tax residence? Are you resident or not residents? Are you going to be subject to a, a stamp duty surcharge or not? Uh, what is your capital gains tax liability given the resetting of capital gains tax recently? And if you're a new expat relocating abroad, is that the time to consider transferring your property into a corporate arrangement um, so that you can make use of your um, uh, uh, main residence relief on capital gains now and lock it into a corporation and tax rate 19%, which will be lower than capital gains when heritage tax at a later date. All these issues we can address. Um, you can join us uh, live each week. Uh, join us at productpartnership.com uh, to live chat and advise. We're going to retain client service to give you guidance through the year. So if you sub subscribe to that, you can your client account with Proact allows you to uh, chat with us live, speak to advisors and have consultant reviews, answer the questions, the tags and the opinions during that year. So talk to us uh, live, uh, access our, our live chat, uh, set yourself up online at Proact Live Account at ProactPartnership.com. Uh, there's online services as well. We've got a special offer with UK uh, and overseas tax returns for the annual tax service. We've got a 20% uh, discount that runs for people that uh, sign up for the new tax year in April. You can get access to that at, at the shop at productpartnership.com and um, keep in touch with us uh, with this series of, of, of New Year tax. So we've got some more events running. So the Wednesday webinars for the rest of April will be looking at New Year tax issues um, uh, and 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 exploring those for expats living and working abroad, Cyprus tax, overseas tax, uh, or, or or split year residence, or Cyprus tax, or UK tax return. We've got all those that we're looking at at the moment, uh, and then the series will develop in the year, looking at more detail at these property issues for expats living and working abroad. If you are a retained client, we do a, a live question and answer session on uh, a Facebook group, which if you're not a member, you need to uh, go to the live chat and, and ask us a question. And, um, and we'll be able to uh, answer your questions there and, and get back to you. If you're not uh, a member of the group, ask us on the chat and, and we can uh, get you uh, subscribed and, and for that question and answer. So um, we'll see you again next time uh, for next Wednesday webinar, where we'll look in more detail at the new tax year and the implications for property, uh, pensions, uh, income and overseas earnings and residency for expats living and working abroad uh, with UK and European and worldwide interests. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you again next time.